No, I was going to say, you, you said that, oh, you have to be castrated to think like that. But I was, I was going to say that doesn't even, that same rule applies to marital relationships too, right? Like if you, if all you do with your wife is play games and watch TV, you're never actually deepening the relationship. So if you've been, you know, with someone for five years and you've never actually had any discussion in which there's disagreements in which you change her viewpoint or challenge her pre-existing beliefs, then you basically haven't had a relationship for five years. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, it's just, you're just playing house. Yeah, which is a lot of people say like, oh, the first five years or the first few years of your marriage are going to be, you know, very easy and bliss. And I think like... Really? Don't they say the first few years will be difficult? No, man. This is what... I think there's two ways to look at it, right? There's your first few years of marriage are you're getting on the same page. You're getting your wife on board with all your ideas or not necessarily on board, but just you're putting all your ideas out there. I'd say like turning her into your wife, you know, she starts out as someone you married and then you want to turn her into your wife. Does that make any sense? Yeah. That makes perfect sense. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, you're molding her to fit with your ideals and principles. And in order for her to understand them, you have to explain them or exactly. you have to discuss them and she has to understand where you're coming from or she has to get comfortable she won't necessarily understand where you're coming from. She might, or she might claim that she does. But what she's actually trying to do, she wants to know that you have ideas. Yeah. That you are an individual. Do they, you think women actively like think about it like that? Or it's just when they know you have ideas, it's it it just, it, the pieces fit together for them internally. It's like, hard to uh, comment on how women how think. think. I yeah. can just observe their behavior. Yeah, exactly. And then act accordingly. Like, I don't think they actually think like that. Oh, yeah. But yeah, that's what it, it appears. Yeah, I, I don't think thinking is, is really a function of women. And I, I don't mean that in a, in a critical way, yeah. that, oh, they're not capable of thinking. But I think just the thinking as we, as men like to reason abstractly, it's not common for them. It's not, it's just like we don't emotionally, well, some guys do, but we don't emotionally vibe, right? We don't have this emotional subtext that we take with ourselves wherever we go and make decisions based off of that. Yeah, I was going to say, it's, it's, you could say it's not their primary mode, mode. of processing. Yeah, it's yeah. not their primary cognitive mode. We have different cognitive modes that we prioritize. So ours is, it's abstract reasoning. That's what I'd put it. And there's this concrete perception, I'd put it, not necessarily feeling. Because they're, they're more perceptive than men sometimes. Men can get stuck in their own heads in a different kind of way. Yeah, overthinking, I guess. Yeah. That's actually funny because to women, it seems so absurd that a man would have a thought directly relating to his wife and not vocalize it and just hold it in. Like that is an absurdity to most women. It's like, wait, he think about... Men actually have things that they dislike in their woman that they hold in for multiple years and never vocalize. That's crazy to women because they don't operate like that at all. Yeah, it's men are the containers and women are what's being contained. So as a container, you can hold a lot of things in. True. But women will will pour everything out. Yeah, but you don't want to hold too much in. Yeah, I think circling back to the idea that you need to have discussions with your wife about your ideas in order to pull in, her in, 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 in order to pull her into your frame frame essentially yeah that is something that most people don't do i think or a lot of people that i have talked to wouldn't 
take that approach. In fact, in most, in a lot of cases, that what I've seen is it's the opposite. It's like, it's the guy is being pulled into the frame that the wife is in, not the wife's frame. The wife is in some other frame, which societal is either societal, frame. maybe her friends, the frame of, a, of the people around her, and he's going to start doing the things that she thinks he should be doing. Yeah, yeah the guy, is, the guy's not doing the shaping; he's being shaped. Yeah, which and is, the woman has already been shaped by society and all of its transgressions. So then you have this guy who's just suffering because he he willingly gives up his ability to shape. Yeah, which is why you have to marry. I'd, I'd say you have to marry young, and you should marry young. In my opinion, like men should get married earlier rather than later, they which is kind of contrary to a lot of the advice in in the. But like they should marry young, but also themselves try to be as soon as they possibly can. Yeah. They should marry young, hot, and impressionable. Yeah. And not and and don't have those traits for yourself. Well, you can be hot, but don't be impressionable yeah. by by your wife. Yeah, I think part of the reason why they hedge and they say, Hey, don't marry until that, because they assume that and rightfully so, because most guys are beta. So if they do marry young they will get pulled into the woman's frame, develop one-itis, and then... So what we're saying, it sounds good in theory, but if prescribed to the masses, it's not an optimal solution. I have to... I used to give advice based on my ideas, but now I always say that this works for me, but it almost certainly will not work for you. If I'm being truly realistic, in all honesty, that's the position I have to take with 90% of advice. And when you say it like that, then they're like, okay, so why won't it work for me? And then we can really dig into the yeah, question. Yeah, so why won't it work for someone else? Yeah. Well, what's the, what's the specific question and what won't work? Okay, why is getting married young not a good idea for the average guy? Okay, so now we have to differentiate how the average guy differs from us or from people who have a certain mentality. Yeah. So the average guy, oh man, where do we start? This is not one question. This is all the questions. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's that's what we're here for. All the all the questions and all of our answers. So the average guy is physically, mentally, and psychologically handicapped, castrated, emasculated, conformist. And this isn't even a critique. This is just an observation. How do you escape all of that? Yeah, I think I think the way you escape that is actually you don't get advice on a podcast or on YouTube. This is a platform for us to share our ideas, but we're not here telling you what you should be doing. And I think it's counterproductive for most people to take advice wholesale and just apply it themselves. Because anytime you take an idea and not refine it to your specific Context. self. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, that's the primary issue with kind of what schooling does to most people is they'll take ideas and apply it as like a rule of thumb that always works and not never argue with an idea, essentially. It primes them or habituates them to take ideas that are decontextualized, isolated, and relegated to a single field and domain and just apply them, blanket apply them to their own lives. And you hit the nail on the head. That is the main problem is that people like to look for mentors and gurus. And this is, I was thinking, how would we assist people? And I think the best way to assist is by having conversation on a level playing field. So respect the other person enough to not call yourself a mentor, but also 
let him challenge you and you challenge him directly. With a mentor, there's the underlying assumption that he is the mentor, therefore I must not challenge him. Challenge me and I will challenge you too. And I will assume that I'm right even if you have some authority in the domain or you're a mentor because that's how men function. And if, if that core aspect of yourself, that ability to challenge without the finite game title, without ascribing to some credibility, focus on the idea, not on the rank, age, appearance, the fluency, the speaking skills, social skills. Don't focus on all these periphery things because they're irrelevant. If you do that, you will end up a statistic, as most of you are. They'll actually do the opposite, a lot of people, where they will take this mentor-guru you know, relationship with their friends, their male friends, but then with their wife, it's like the wife is this level partner. So they'll they'll flip the script when it comes to, because your wife is, you are your wife's mentor, or at least you should be, but then your friends, they're not your teachers and mentors, they're your friends, and you discuss with them on a level playing field. But so there's an inversion of scripts. So men are given more respect well, men and women are both given undue respect. Essentially, yeah. Respect must be earned. And, well, I think there's two issues here. In, in the first case, it's that when you, when you relate to men, you're behaving like a woman. And when you relate to women, you're behaving like a woman. <laughs> I thought there were two issues, but I think <laughs> there's just one issue. Yeah, they kind of boil down to the same it's, thing. It's, it's just, castration. It's because there are, one's applied to women, one's applied to men, so they seem kind of different, but the underlying thing is the same. So if we were to sum up this, uh, this pandemic, it's, it's a castration pandemic the plague of castration if you if you ascribe a podcast or youtube personality as a mentor guru you're you're taking their ideas and you're not questioning them and so you're not actually developing your own ability to create ideas i think that's that's a huge component of you know effectiveness in marriage it, it doesn't seem connected but the ability to generate ideas on your own is what a lot of women are interested in, or it's what gives your marriage excitement. When women say that they're looking for excitement, what they mean is that they're looking for novelty. What you should be giving them is novelty through imagination and idea. So not only do you generate novel ideas, but you express them in unique ways. And this is a function of humor and intelligence. So charisma, wit, humor, intelligence, these are all things that women are innately drawn to. These things are not easy to to generate. They require skill, effort. They also require some level of belief in your own ideas. Yeah. And well, they require you to, to be consuming other people's ideas, but not passively. You have to consume the ideas of others while actively combining know, them, with synthesizing your, yeah, them. Yeah. Essentially... Active like, consumption. Active consumption, which is uh, which is another thing that most people don't do. Which is how you should have sex too. Exactly. Actively consume your women. Don't passively consume them because then that's the difference between sex and love. Passive consumption is sex. Active consumption is love. I mean, you can say certain things during during the act if you're creative enough that will make women more excited. You know, yeah. so you got to be a little creative there too. Wordplay. Anyways, that was random. <laughs> no, it was, it was directly connected. You have to constantly be... You have to generate more ideas for your wife to consume than she consumes from others. That's a great that? That's a great point. 
Because if, if you're not generating ideas and narrative for her to enjoy, if you're not creating a life for her, then she will either observe the lives of others through media, she'll consume books, films, dramas, that kind of thing, or she will gossip with other women. So if you're not creating enough enjoyment in her life from an idea point of view, then she will be, yeah, she'll be consuming content from elsewhere and then that will, she'll be creating intimacy of a different sort. Yeah. I mean, that is, I think that's intimacy because what's more intimate than your ideas being the majority of her ideas, you know? She's so intimately connected to you at that point. Yeah, that's like if someone would ask the difference between sex and love, emotional intimacy, that's what emotional intimacy is. It's not buying your girl flowers. Which, yeah, I mean, like it kind of sounds crazy Does to it? some people. I mean, I think most people would find that like, wow, that's pretty like, oh, women are just, you're just going to tell them your stuff and just let expect them to just believe you and, you know, the whole 50-50 thing, right? Like, yeah. oh, you should, what about her ideas, right? Should you be... Shouldn't you, shouldn't there be a give and take? You should take some of her ideas, give some of yours, you know? What do you think about that? No, what I think is I, I take my wife's ideas, yeah, but any idea that doesn't make sense, I'll reject it. And if if a large percent of them are rejected, that's not a function of of me not being fair. That's just a function of reality. Yeah. Right? So definitely. just like you, you can apply that same rule to any kind of arena. If, if the ideas are not good, they get rejected. Yeah, I agree with that. Ideas are accepted based on merit or power. And men tend to have an abundance of both. Well, you'd hope. One would hope, yeah. Yeah. But women generally don't have power and don't merit the expertise in most areas to generate, to sufficiently generate enough ideas to challenge yours so that it won't, it won't be 50-50, it'll be more like 80-20. And, and they have their own areas of expertise and idea generation doesn't have to be one of them. So the problem with the biological, I mean, we live in a world where biological realities are rejected. So if we were to abstract further and talk about psychological realities, where there is no direct proof outside of intuition and observation, then it's, it's much more difficult. We live in times when people think men and women are identical in all respects. So to claim differentiation at a philosophical or abstract level is very difficult for most people to understand and that's fine let them yeah it reminds me of that blog article you shared a while back where the author was essentially saying that men and women are more similar than they are different so if you just treat every woman like you would treat a man you're more likely to have success with yeah and, and he was divorced and yeah. his wife took control or co-opted some control over his company i mean yeah i mean the guys if that's your mentality then then your lifestyle will confirm it yeah, the joke's ultimately on you.